Moon Man. Moon Man extraordinaire Tajay Spears. We're here to discuss this man. Now, there are some long-term concerns. The man's missing an ACL in one of his knees. But uh, that's not going to stop us from loving what this guy's got to offer walking into 2024. We'll have different conversations around his long-term value. Not saying he can't play three or four years. He's obviously playing very well without the ACL. And I'll explain how that's even possible. Some people might wonder. Your boy is here to explain it. I've got my knee model. I've got my my amazing The Fantasy Football Show community in here. First in the building, Peanut Butter and Waivers, Thomas, Lupo, Travis Rowe, Smooth, Ron Navy, Brandon, Blackbeard, all of you filing in. We've got Moon Man extraordinaire, Tajay Spears. Let's send him to the moon. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Space monsters. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks. Live whenever we announce a moon man live after games. Live graveyard shift. Live, uh, you know, to draft. We do do all kinds of lives. But we're here today to discuss a sleeper running back that I think is kind of not even being really talked about uh, enough. I mean, there's some concerns. I'll, I'll, why, don't I, why don't I hammer out the concerns first? He's got only one ACL, so one of his knees does not have an ACL. And someone might say, how is that even possible? Well, the thing people need to realize about the ACL is it has a job. The PCL and the ACL have a job of holding the two knee joints together very tightly. On top of that padding, which is the meniscus. When you don't have an ACL or a PCL... Your knee can shift off one way or the other. It's also not as stable. It's just a little bit looser. Just imagine like this having no ACL. You can wiggle the knee a little bit. And then having an ACL, it's pulled down tight. So there's no movement and micro movements on the meniscus. Typically, if you tear your ACL as a, a, gr- a grown adult or even a young kid. And, and the doctor says you could have surgery at a clean ACL tear. And it's not in the way. We don't even have to cut it out. It'll eventually shrivel up and, you know, like a rubber band and not really potentially cause you problems. Sometimes it is in the way of the joint. But there's a lot of reasons why somebody may or may not have an ACL uh, reconstruction. You don't have to go in. The, the reason a lot of NFL players have to have surgery every time is because you typically in the NFL tear your ACL this way or this way or hyperextend it this way. And you're tearing all the other ligaments to some degree. You're tearing meniscus. Imagine your knee goes like this. You can see on this section of the meniscus, you're pinching it. You're pinching it. You're going to tear the meniscus. There's usually never a clean ACL tear in the NFL. There's always some other cleanup they got to do anyway. And it's going to take you a lot longer to... And a team's not going to even believe in you to produce to get your knee strong enough to to weather not having an ACL. An average Joe walking around with no ACL, his knee would buckle. Like when I tore my ACL and I'm walking around after I was able to walk on it before my surgery, I would be sitting there and all of a sudden my knee would just like buckle. It's not as tight. But a guy like Tajay Spears has been playing like that. He strengthened his quad muscles and essentially... Players that don't have an ACL that don't really need it have endured with it and they have such strong quads and it's almost like they have extra muscle, like almost wrapping around that knee like an ace bandage. Garrison Hurst came out of college without an ACL in one of his knees. They did a random check, I believe at the combine, and they said, you don't have an ACL, kid. And he didn't know. They pinpointed it back to a certain game where they think he tore it, didn't tear anything else. It was a clean ACL tear. You hear a pop. If there's no other damage, which again usually doesn't happen in the NFL soccer, a lot of control slides on the ground. Somebody lands on a knee, it pops the ACL very cleanly, and then they, you know, they don't have any other peripheral damage. But Garrison Hurst came out of the NFL or out of college into the NFL with no ACL, and every team was scared to death of it. They're like, we we can't have a guy without an ACL. 
He went in, had his his healthy knee cut open, had a reconstruction. They put a new ACL in. He had to rehab it because you're damaging the knee doing that. And he had to go through the surgery in order to have teams be interested in him, even though he didn't have an ACL. But what Garrison Hurst had, and I talked to the doctor that actually did the surgery on Garrison Hurst, he said that the muscle was so strong, it was unbelievable. He had like muscles like around his knee, essentially, that other people don't have. Like the, the amount of muscle around the entirety of that, that, that area was so tight that if he had an ACL, it wouldn't even be doing more work than the actual muscles keeping that knee joint tight anyway. So there are rare circumstances where if a player didn't damage it right here, right now, trying to recover from it, they did it in college, they did it in high school, they never got it repaired, they have strong quads, nothing's wrong with the knee, the integrity of it, they can play. They can play. Now, when he gets to be about, about 50 or 60 years old, he might need a total knee replacement because you can't really... Uh, you can't really do anything about the fact that the micro movements of the knee grinding down this meniscus over time will make you eventually need a total knee replacement because you have no meniscus left. That's something that he'll probably have to deal with down the road. He will eventually have that or want to get an ACL re uh, reconstruction like when his career is over. But Spears could last two or three years as long as he doesn't suffer like a, a major knee injury. I, I, my whole point here is this 2024 I'm not worried about it 2025 2026 dynasty value I'm, I, I take a little bit different of, a, of an approach there is risk involved with his knee there is risk involved with the fact that this team could draft somebody they are losing Derrick Henry Derrick Henry giving his goodbye speech and essentially is considered good as gone there is risk that they bring in another RB of the same stature or higher maybe somebody falls in the draft it's certainly possible but I, I do think that what this kid offers and brings to the table is very exciting. And the fact that nobody's talking about him is very, very, very interesting. 100 carries, 453, two touchdowns, 4.5 yards a pop. Nothing crazy. I don't think these numbers really even ignite a huge Tajay Spears fan club. But he does appear to have some people that are very much behind him. But not enough to move ADP value. In, in tremendous directions. His impressive receiving uh, uh, work was probably what put him on the map more than anything in PPR. He had 52 receptions for se 70 targets, 385. Uh, phenomenal when you really think about this guy and what he did behind a, 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 a healthy Derrick Henry all season. It's kind of amazing when you really think about it. He had the one receiving touchdown I think I cropped off. But, but you know, not numbers that should make people run out and draft him too high. So there's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of potential that they they may be, um, I don't know, they, they, they may be complicate this situation, but it doesn't mean he can't beat out whatever running back they bring in. Let's keep in mind a couple things. This draft class for RBs is not extra impressive. It's not a crazy, 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 crazy running back class at all. Um, it is one of those running back classes that requires a great landing spot. Blake Corum is not going to be handed anything. And I know a lot of Blake Corum fans believe he's the truth. And I'm not against Blake Corum. You're going to see my running back, rookie running back ranking soon. I'll talk very, very solid about Blake Corum. Uh, he was not a player that was ready to come out of college last year. And I said that if he came out, I would not have him ranked high. He needed a lot of work. He did that. He went and put in the work. The guy's got a great mind. Blake Corm's a good, solid dude with a great head on his shoulders, great drive. Um, and in the right spot, Blake Corm will do very well in the NFL. Like Arian Foster in the right spot did very well in the NFL. If Arian Foster went to a horrible situation, he would have never risen up. He would have never done well. Very important. My point is this rookie running back class could produce one top 10 elite running back. It very well could. Any situations, King. Situation could have Blake Corum as a top 5 to 10 running back. But it is required. With Bijan, the guy was in the worst situation. We didn't know it on draft day because this man, Arthur Smith, who is now gone, thank goodness. <laughs> Arthur Smith is gone. But in the worst situation, Bijan was running back 9 situation didn't really matter at the end of the day. I mean, it matters, but we knew talent would shine through. Bijan was generational. 
Now, Blake Corum, uh, none of these running backs, Bucky Irving, uh, Allen, none of them, they're, they're very good in the right spot. A couple of these guys could be absolute, you know, nice top 7 to 12 running backs in the National Football League. None of them first round dynasty talents. They're not there. So he would have to face probably our number one ranked running back, Blake Corum, or whoever your running back one is in this college draft, in order to really be in a horrible spot if they draft another running back. So I'm not really that worried. This guy bringing in 52 receptions under the, the uh, uh, behind Derrick Henry makes me very encouraged that, that this guy's got a lot to offer in 2024. Now, could he be one of those guys that falls off the moon men list after the NFL draft? Absolutely. I, I, I reserve the right to make proper adjust and adapt moves so I don't just pedal out a moon man that lost a ton of value on draft day. There's some risk to throwing a guy out this early that could see his environment change quite a bit. But it it really is right now, especially in Dynasty, if you're in a Dynasty League, you can make a move now. Right now, it feels like he has win a league home run swing potential from a very late ADP from everything I gather right now. We're talking about no one's drafting him as a, as a running back three. No one's taking him as a solidified flex play. He would be maybe, maybe in, in crazy environments in redraft. Dynasty probably flex play. In crazy redraft environments, maybe somebody has the balls to make him their flex running back. But he's most likely the first bench running back. He's most likely the guy that people are, are, are stashing. And they call him a stash. And they're hoping things turn out well. So there's a lot of upside with this kid. And uh, yeah, a, a lot a lot of upside. Um, hey Smitty, this is from Perps. $20 hauler. Hey Smitty, uh, who's Denny's number one running back? Uh, but the big question is, who will be Denny's number one running back next year? I don't know. My my guess is it's Mostert. He loves Mostert. Even when Mostert wasn't playing, he wanted to start Mostert. But uh, little does he know that H-Han is, is, is here to stay. Uh, thank you, Purse, for the 20. Alert. Super chat alert. Perps to the moon, dropping a 20-wad on the show already. Perps, you're an absolute monster. I think I separated my foot. When I stand up and I plant, uh, I, I really, I must have separated my foot between my between my second little toe and the third one. And whenever I plant and move, it's just like this sharp pain. Like, I feel like it, it's not it's not uh, cracked or anything, but it's like it could be. Like, it, it's stress stress fra fracture or something. It's crazy. Zamir White. Uh, yeah, Frank, um, just wait on Zamir White. Calm down, Frank. Calm down. It's coming, okay? Zamir White's also another big-time sleeper. There are a couple running backs that have that potential to be just absolute gem flex options right now in people's mind, but we see ahead. We see... The Zamir Whites, the Tajay Spears as potential really good running back. Two plays in, in, in some cases higher. So hang tight on, on that one. But Spears is ab absolutely um, just a, a, a potential, you know, sleeping giant monster from a very, 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 very low uh, ADP. So we'll, we'll talk about him more, but let's hit the button one more time. Moon Man, extraordinaire. This man, Tajay Spears. Do it live. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Space Moon City. Look at him. Look at him. A little bit of news here today. I, I think I, I put this on screen. Maybe I got to send it over to my... Uh, screen because it's not loading right now, but we have a little bit of news we got to discuss here today. Uh, not a ton, but there's a little bit, and um, we're going to hit it right now. Appreciate everybody being in here. File on in. Do it live. Uh, don't think that the offseason doesn't have a whole lot of stuff for us to, to, to kick around because we're going to have so much to talk about here in the coming weeks and, and months and really days. 
this is a, a report that came out earlier. Uh, Telesco um, is, uh, according to all reports, now going to be the Raiders' new GM. And so this is an interesting development. All signs point to Raiders hiring former Chargers GM Tom Telesco as their new GM. A surprise, says Ian Rappaport. We'll see what this does. I mean, they definitely have a good ability to build talent. They just need to make sure they coach it, you know. So this is this is interesting. This will be, I think, pretty good for the Raiders. I know there's a lot of negatives you could say coming out of L.A., and saying, well, why have they been continuing to, you know, botch everything? But I don't think it's from a talent perspective. They, as as said right here, Telesco built one of the NFL's best rosters over a decade with the the rival Chargers. Now he's expected to stay in the division. This is, I think, this is a good move. I think he is good. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. This is a great move for the Raiders. The Raiders have Antonio Pierce. Now they have a guy that could potentially bring in the right quarterback. And this is a, this is a guy that had. Justin Herbert, right? This is a guy that 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 made sure that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who you know we don't love him staying healthy, but this guy's trying to surround talent around Herbert Eckler. Um, it, it's been a pretty good run for Telesco. So for him to go over to Las Vegas, this is a great move. This is a great move, and I I think it'll probably end up doing pretty good things uh, for this Raiders uh, ball club. So this is this is fantastic news there. For the Raiders and Raider fans alike, I don't know if uh, Silver Rapture's in here. Uh, this one right here, uh, Chargers are expected to make a lucrative offer to Michigan, um, uh, to Michigan's Jim Harbaugh as a head coach. This is something that's going to develop. Let me pull this one over here. This one actually had another piece on here from NFL Network uh, reporting that a deal for Jim Harbaugh to become a Chargers head, co- head coach is within striking distance. So it sounds like... You know, I don't know if this is like, okay, now that the offer is there, he goes to Michigan and he says, give me your best. And then they make him some offer that, that tops everything. I, it could be just absolute, you know, chess game. However, it does feel like the Chargers are the landing spot. And, and everybody's felt that way for the longest time. Like there is no real, he's interviewed other places. The Chargers have looked at other coaches. But for the most part, the top landing spot in the NFL is going to go to the Michigan monster in Harbaugh. And there's some thought that he bring in a potential Blake Corum. And, you know, we'll talk about that. That's where we say Blake Corum in the right spot could be great. Well, if he goes to play for his old coach or his current coach right now and they go together over to the Chargers, guess what? Guess who's getting fed? Blake Corum. So it'll be really, really interesting to see what he does at the RB position, which will be vacant as Eckler heads elsewhere in 2024. And, uh, you know, not official, but does feel like it's, it's been, you know, official in our minds for a while. It's just a matter of time. Not a matter if, but when Harbaugh lands in that situation. Um, that's pretty much all the news we really had today. There's a piece of news that I wanted to throw up here that I didn't have clipped. It was that McCaffrey, this was weird to me. This was weird to me. We're all worried about McCaffrey right now. You know, like, okay, he's... <sighs> He's 28 years old walking into next season. He's he's a marvel. Um, if anybody's going to be able to be injury-free for his 28-year-old season, Eckler couldn't do it. Kamara was suspended at, at the beginning of it, but he even tailed off. Aaron Jones couldn't do it. He was great at the end, but he couldn't play the middle. It, 28 years old is a problem. It's a problem for an RB. If you're not named Derrick Henry, it's a problem. And there's no there's no... Like I said, pathway created or a wormhole opened up for RBs to do this just because Derrick Henry did it. So we're worried about this guy, McCaffrey, who has had a calf injury, then he had a quad injury, um, and the mileage is going to start piling up. And anybody was, if anybody was told, don't draft Travis Kelsey walking into this past season, you would have said you're crazy. He's going he's gonna to defy it. If anybody said don't draft, and I did, don't draft Austin Eckler, Coming off of his amazing season right before this one, if I, you know, if you look back, there's a lot of people that were negative on that. Don't draft Austin Eckler. What are you talking about? He's a monster. He's a monster. You know, it's it's going to always at some point it's going to drop off. Like you're either going to be left holding the bag or not. 
this is weird to me. Shanahan said that Christian McCaffrey is not dealing with a quad injury, but there was also a quote that said he, he had no idea, didn't, he wasn't aware. He wasn't aware there was even a concern. This guy was on the sideline with a massage gun grimacing. At, at, you know, like something was wrong. He come off the field, they hit the massage gun. Now, it could be, maybe McCaffrey explains later, and he already did, and I don't have that in front of me, that there was like just cramping or something. But like it was a little bit worrisome. So this was weird to me. But apparently walking into this next contest, we're not worried about Christian McCaffrey, which is good. That alleviates some of the concern that we might have about lingering injuries. The cab doesn't appear to be an issue right now. The quad looked like it was an, an injury. He was on the sideline dealing with every time he went off the field and grimacing. It wasn't like he was, oh, I got to get this, you know, loosened up or whatever. It looked like there was a problem. And to, to be, I don't know if this is Shanahan just trying to be snarky and he didn't know and he was just like trying to like, you know, there's no injury. Stop asking about it. But it was weird when Shanahan's quote was like, I had no idea, like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I wasn't aware that he, he does all kinds of weird stuff on the sideline, takes care of his body. The massage gun was, you know, alerted, uh, made aware to Shanahan. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. That was just weird to me. It was weird to me. But apparently he's not, he's not dealing with the quad injury. I, I it looks, it, it looked awfully fishy to me. So I don't know what to, to make. I, I really believe that. This is going to be the toughest decision that we're all faced with walking into 2024. If you want to say, how can you doubt McCaffrey? I get it. And I'm with you. Like, to a degree. I, I, I've i made my point abundantly clear. So if anybody thinks I'm a Christian McCaffrey doubter, I'm not. I'm, I'm merely saying we have to have the conversation consistently all offseason because if we start feeling like things are going to go the way of Eckler, the way of Aaron Jones, the way of Alvin Kamara, the way of Travis Kelsey, but specifically for running backs at 28 years old, with the mileage that he's had, it's not like he he's had a low mileage and he could you know sustain one more year. But we have to very, very much worry about this and, and, and just talk about it and keep an open mind to both sides of this equation. McCaffrey... As I've said, and I'm standing by this currently, I'm not, I do have a feeling that I'm going to be more and more worried as the offseason moves along and he turns 28. And uh, Ziggy, how old is Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey is 27 years old. He was born on June 7th. June, June. Ziggy off. June. So in June, he turns 28. I just have a feeling I'm going to be a little more concerned every day that he's 28 years old once he turns 28 but I stand by my current stance which I have I reserve the right to change that it's riskier to doubt him than to believe in him but it doesn't mean it's right on it's right on the line how much riskier 60 40 it's not 100% it's not 90% it it feels 60 40 at some point, he will drop off. We don't know if it's this year or next year. No one is crazy for saying, you know what? Give me Gibbs. Give me Brees. Give me uh, Bijan. Give me Kyron. Give me JJ. Give me CD Lamb. And then I'll take a little gamble. Like, you're not going to get Christian McCaffrey that late. I'm just saying, no one is crazy for weighing out that kind of scenario. Nobody. Nobody's going on a lap if they want Brees Hall over Christian McCaffrey next year. Nobody. I'm not sending anybody on a lap. But nobody's going on a lap if they've got this man number one. And frankly, if you have McCaffrey number two or three or four in a dynasty startup, you're not getting sent on a lap either. Because if he delivers elite production for one and a half more years, let's say he does the 2024 season like he he normally does. Let's say he does a really good job for half a year and then falls off. He's still, in some contexts in Dynasty, worth a, a, a first-rounder. He may not be to everybody. I'm just saying, if you're in a win-now mentality, if you don't even know if your league's going to last three years because you're playing with a bunch of bobs from accounting, you might as well draft for the now. Every scenario is different. Every single scenario is different. Nobody should be taking a lap 
for any stance on McCaffrey because it feels like it is teeter-tottering and we're going to believe in him in a few spots. But I, I, I urge you to not put all your eggs in one basket, period. Period. Doesn't matter who it is. Period. You can't you can't draft Brees Hall in four leagues out of four leagues. You can't draft Bijan in four leagues out of four four leagues. You certainly can't draft a twenty eight year old running back with the mileage like no other running back in the league in four out of four leagues, or really even half of your leagues. Make it a twenty percent max ownership of Christian McCaffrey. And if you're in a spot that where McCaffrey's on the board in a couple of your leagues, I would diversify into a JJ. I would diversify into a Brees Hall or another player. I would diversify into a CD Lamb. I would diversify enough so that you have a share of Christian McCaffrey because if he drops an elite number one overall running back season again, you have a ticket to that show. You don't want to sit it out. Nobody should be sitting out the Christian McCaffrey 2024 likely final hurrah. Nobody. If you have the opportunity to partake, partake. Because guess what? If you're drafting a one overall, you take McCaffrey, and you're drafting a two overall, and then another league you're drafting a four overall, all those players we talked about, you still have a strong chance of getting those players in those different draft slots. If you're handed a 1.1, use that as the league to take McCaffrey and take the plunge. Which it sounds like I'm I'm saying it's a huge risk. It's not a huge risk, but it is a risk. So that's how I would I would approach McCaffrey. And again, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. For anybody that thinks I'm ripping on or doubting or saying to avoid him, I'm not saying avoid him. I'm saying be smart, draft him in a league, have ownership of him, have a ticket to the party, but don't. Put all your eggs in one basket for a 28-year-old running back when we see that traditionally be the, the year of decline for RB. Let's take some phone calls. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Darling. 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 We got a, a few different topics on screen that are pretty entertaining, if you ask me. Tajay Spears, um, potential breakout. We have Christian McCaffrey, news that he's not injured. Um, we got uh, Nico saying coin flip if he stays healthy. That really what it is what it is. When I say 60-40, there is, it's a coin flip type type of deal whether he has the one year left. If, he, if it's heads and you flip heads, he's, been, he's the running back one. That's why you got to take the the plunge in one league. You have to, you know, if you've got one overall, two overall, three overall, four overall in your four leagues, you're lucky enough to have those draft slots in your league. Take McCaffrey at the 1.1. Don't mess around. Get your your share of them, and then start diversifying with those other picks. That is my my advice to anybody uh, who has that situation. This is an outlier year. Most likely, Gabriel. Um, so I'm reading all this. Pacheco is one of the fastest running backs in his class. I like Pacheco a lot. Pacheco could clearly be on the Moon Man list walking into 2024. He was a Moon Man last year. We love the guy. Uh, Travis, what is up, my guy? Hey, how you doing? Um, real quick, I think uh, I think you saw. Arthur Smith is supposedly getting offers all over the place to come back and be an offensive coordinator. What do you think about that? Yeah, I had that uh, report somewhere here. Yeah, Arthur Smith. I mean, I don't want him anywhere. Like, I I know he did well the year prior, which is why we had some excitement about a 560 rushing attempt team led by Arthur Smith with Tyler Algier as the starter, who we like Tyler Algier, but he was no Bijan. We got excited. And I think anybody that says in hindsight it was clear as day, it wasn't. Arthur Smith pounded the rock with Tyler Algier, the number one rushing team in the National Football League. Arthur Smith has had had something in my mind walking into the year in terms of being a good running quarterback, uh, uh, architect of the run, but... That guy is a horrible decision maker. And I don't know what's in store for him as an OC. 
It wouldn't shock me if he had a good run game. It wouldn't shock me if he absolutely can't recover from this and he's a horrible OC moving forward. I would, but all I know is I wouldn't want to be the team that takes the gamble of having that man anywhere near my roster. And if he lands on a team that has a lucrative lucrative run game that has any sort of question marks at all in terms of workload, we're all going to have a panic attack, a heart attack, uh, an absolute you know uh, session of 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 therapy here on the channel because nobody should nobody deserves nobody deserves to to endure that again. Yeah, and, and uh, just last thing I'll say on that is I he could be a good coordinator. He had a couple decent years, but I also, you know, I know I know he was good with Algier last year, but in Tennessee, I mean it was kinda hand the ball to Henry and watch him run. Motion detected you know, more at the front complicated board. than that, but um yeah. yeah I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. Um yeah, we'll see I what think it. Spears, though, I think uh, I think Spears could be like I think he could easily be a top ten running back if he gets the carries. He looks great this year. Yeah, and PPR he's going to be a, a serious threat. Yeah. Uh, to uh, to to being like, look, if, if he was this good in a backup role, we're talking uh, what was it, fifty two receptions, uh, three eighty five, and I think it was one or two receiving touchdowns. I think it was one. That, I mean that that's a lot for a guy that's not, you know, the every down. I mean he's not even the every down third down back. He was he was in there a lot, but no. I mean if he's the starter, if he's the best third down back they have, the the worst case scenario is he does divide a little bit of the between the tackle stuff with another player that they bring in. But he's certainly going to be capable of right here four fifty uh what was it four four fifty three plus uh three eighty five was it uh is uh, three eighty five three eighty five plus four fifty three that's eight thirty eight I think that you add on you make this like an eight hundred and four fifty eight hundred and five hundred yard guy eight hundred five hundred eight hundred four fifty like that's that's a lot of yards. You're talking about 1,200, 1,300 yard uh, potential running back with with a shot at ten touchdowns and 60, 70 receptions. That, that could be very very good. Even if he's just an eight hundred yard rusher, doesn't matter if he's a, if he's a if he's getting four four fifty five hundred receiving. I think I think five hundred receiving Hello? is really doable. Yeah, I'm here, Travis. I think Travis lost us. Um, yeah, I, I think five hundred is, is easy 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 receiving yardage he can get to easy absolutely uh easy uh dr- drop uh anybody else needs to call in call in i'll put the phone number on screen here but yeah i i, I don't know uh not everybody's gonna love this call and that's fine and i know some people don't like the uncertainty of a pick where you know a team might bring in a running back in a draft but that's that's why we're here you know, we're not here to, oh, let's wait until everything's perfectly safe. And once Tennessee passes on a running back, and it's, it's really obvious that he's a starter, we'll come out and say something positive. Like, we're here to do a job. We're here to do a job. Uh, Blackbeard, appreciate you. Uh, six, 630 caller, who's this and where are you calling from? Mr. Miyagi. What's up, Miyagi? What's up, Miyagi-san? How you been? Long time no call. I'm good, bro. Where you been? Still in Okinawa. Yeah. Where are you from? Where are you at right now? I know you're from Okinawa, but where do you reside currently? Uh, Chicago. Okay. All right. Wax on, wax off. What can I do for you, bro? Uh, just wanted to call in because, you know, I feel like you didn't have my number before and, uh, now you got it locked in. Hoping for, for a future reference. What can I do for you? Well, what do you got on this uh, topic? What do you got on this topic? What do you got on Spears? What do you got on? Are you worried about McCaffrey in twenty twenty four? No one, no yeah, one's doubting his ability. No one's doubting his ability. But you know, are you scared a little bit that this is going to be the year, like Kelsey, like Eckler, you're just going to dive in and be like, you have to, right? And then it falls on your face, you know. 
Right, or you right. fall on your face. What, what do you think? For McCaffrey, I'm I'm avoiding. You're, you're not wrong to avoid. You're not wrong to draft him. I just want to make that abundantly clear. I'm not sending laps. I'm not sending nobody on a lap for the take on McCaffrey because it's, it's a 50-50 thing, as as, as yeah, someone alluded to. It's a coin was, toss. was truly remarkable, and he definitely has the power to do it again. I just would rather not be on that shaking stick. Yeah, at some point it will sink. You know, it's just like, and it feels like it won't. Like, I mean, think of Travis Kelsey. Think of Austin Eckler. Like, just the the feeling uh, so many people had walking into this year. It's you know, it, it happens, man. It happens. It's weird watching Kelsey not do well, especially when like he's getting the football thrown in his direction. He's running routes. He's getting open at times. I know they haven't jived as a team. Some of it isn't on Kelsey. Some of it is on Mahomes, but. Part of me doesn't even know if Kelsey's going to come back. If they win the Super Bowl, I think he retires with his brother, and I think he goes on the Eras Tour. <laughs> I think that's what happens. Uh, what Honestly, do you th- I want him to retire after he wins. That'd be a dope story. What do you think about uh, Spears? Henry's still there, right? Um, You what? Henry, well, uh, Henry basically said goodbye. Henry is basically, he's basically gone. So he's the one then, right? You what? So Spears will be the number one? Well, assuming they don't draft somebody. But, but yeah. Henry, Henry I mean, as long is as they de- don't draft anybody, I like Spears in that offense. I mean, Henry basically said goodbye, you know. So, uh, and, and on top of that, um, We've got our running back board, Derrick Henry. He's a free agent, obviously, you know. Um, I don't think they franchise tag him. That's why he said goodbye. That's why it was emotional. Could they potentially, you know, tag him or something? I, you know, sure, but at his age, I don't think they will. The thing about the running back franchise tag, though, is it's not high at all. So, like, when, that, when everybody says, oh, they won't franchise him, the reason you wouldn't franchise tag an RB in my opinion, would just be because you want to franchise tag somebody else, and you can't franchise tag you know two different people. But but I, it's not about the money. You franchise tag a running back, you're almost saving money. <laughs> it's like it's, honestly, it's not even fair to the running backs. Yeah, it's yeah, like what what is that? It's gonna be. I don't know what the the amount is. Let me detected at the front. Ziggy, what is the franchise amount for a running back in the NFL? I don't know that this is going to be the franchise up. franchise amount for running backs in the 2023 season yeah. is $10.09 million. Yeah, so that that uh, Barclays deal, like there's there's some things that will influence that, but it's not going to move much. It's going to be between 10 and $12 million roughly. So, like, it, it's a it's a savings. Like, hey, you want to franchise the running back? It's the average of the top five. <laughs> it's a, you can get, you can get an RB for, for a buck 50. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, Henry Henry's <laughs> as good as gone as far as we can tell right now. I mean, there there'd be no reason he, he was emotional. He was they, they they want to move on. It's just they could draft or bring in somebody. They could bring in somebody or they could draft somebody, but will they be better than Spears? I don't know that there's unless Blake Corum lands in Tennessee, which I you never know. Or maybe, you know, we're going to go over the running. I don't want to spoil anything. I've been kind of holding back my running back rankings. And I haven't really, I think, tipped my hat too much as to my running back rankings. So hang tight. But there's a couple RBs in this in this class that I think in the right spot could be good. I don't think Tennessee would be good because you got Spears there. But if one of those, you know, one of those two running backs that I'm kind of looking at, I'm eyeballing, uh, if they fell in Tennessee, it would be a problem. But I don't know. The odds of that happening are not great. I don't think... Tennessee with Spears there is going to use an early pick. I'm talking early, like first, you know, 40 overall picks on a running back. So I don't think any of the top running backs will be a threat. So I think Spears will walk out pretty much unscathed from the NFL draft. Someone will be there, but everybody needs a backup, bro. True. All right, right, Miyagi-san. Anything else? Um... No, man, I appreciate you. Thank All right, you. All right, bro. All right, call later. Later. All right, take care. All right, uh, Travis, you're back, and then I'll go to Theo. Travis, what can I do for you? Um, yeah, just branching off that, like like you said, um, the chances of them drafting anyone even high is probably slim because 
they need offensive line, they need defense. They could use another wide receiver. Um, I think they're going to stick with Levis for at least a year and see what he can develop into. But, I mean, I, I don't see them drafting a running back before the fourth or fifth round yeah. at, the, at the earliest. And, I, I don't – Or maybe even just bringing in another veteran guy, like a foreman or, you know, someone to yeah. kind of run behind him and give him a breather. Yeah, we do know, obviously, they're not spending the seven on him. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head head if they have the uh seven overall pick in the second round but i don't think they're spending that pick on a running back either so yeah you're right I, by the time you get to the third round too none of those guys are threatening tajay spears is what my point is so yeah i don't i think he he walks away unscathed that's why i wanted to talk about it now because i think the probability of the nfl draft impacting him or free agency impacting him is kind of low at the same time i mean i can't guarantee that they don't because running backs are so cheap, they don't get a Pollard, they don't get a Jacobs, they don't get a Barkley. They don't, like, we have no idea at the end of the day. But I, I do think that the the odds are probably pretty good he, he, he escapes unscathed just because the, the necessity of other positions are, you know, much, they're much more in need. So, yeah. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, this, yeah, is an in, this is an interesting free agent class between the running backs and wide receivers i don't feel like we have anything crazy but barkley you know from a a, from a a perspective of like the player's gonna change the fantasy landscape or you know shock some people and and make people draft this player really high like henry i don't think anybody's excited about drafting henry next year no matter where he goes but maybe he goes to buffalo maybe he goes somewhere very interesting and we're like wait a minute maybe he gets 10 touchdowns and has 800 yards rushing, and he's still fantasy relevant or whatever. So that that could be possible. Swift, uh, what you know, that would be interesting. What happens? Does he does he stay in Philly? Does does he land a, a nice big job because of what he did in Philly and did a good job? Jacobs is going to be on a lot of teams' radars, but I don't know. This is not an exciting other than Barkley running back free agent pool, and then the wide receiver pool is kind of the same. You know, Pittman's kind of exciting. Evans, he's an old man that maybe can do close to what he did last year, but like on a a per game basis. But then how many games does he miss? Because Ziggy, how old is Mike Evans? Because he just, Mike Evans is 30 years old. Turning born on August 21st, 1990, turning 31 Ziggy off turning 31. It's just not likely. Um, it's possible though. It is at 30, 31, you could potentially have like McCaffrey at 28. Running back is 28. 28 is that last, maybe, if you're lucky, if you're special, 28 year old running back, you enter the season at 28, maybe. At wide receiver, 30 to 31, maybe. So we'll see. Ziggy, how old is Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley is 29 years old. He's not much he younger. Born on December 20th, 1994. Uh, 29 years old. So he turns. Okay, so he'll turn 30 during the season. Ziggy off. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, you don't even really think that Calvin Ridley and Mike Evans are near the same age. It's really, really insane when you think about it. So Ridley, T. Higgins, interesting with uh with this potential or with this coaching or GM move. Sorry. With this GM move, lost. Um, it, th- look, it would be it would be very, very, very interesting if Callahan brought Higgins over to play with him. I've heard some rumors about that. That will be that will be pretty interesting. Higgins is definitely um, on the move. Let me just see here real quickly if I had that report somewhere in here. Um, this is teams. So Callahan's play with some a coach with some good coaches: Fox, Kubiak, uh, Caldwell, Gruden, Zach Taylor. Um, if anybody didn't know, so called called. Let's see here. Where is this news? This is the news that broke it. So, um, yeah, I mean, what wouldn't surprise me. If if Tennessee linked up with Higgins now that you know since we're on the Tennessee topic, it wouldn't surprise me. Callahan, you know, might have a, a potential ability to bring T Higgins in. 
T. Higgins had some yeah. good success in so this year. So you you wonder if he's going to be like, I like that. I like that feel. I like that vibe. Let me go play with Levis. I, I think Levis has got a good arm. I don't know that I believe in Levis, but Hopkins still there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. If, uh, they don't have a third round pick. I don't think I, I just looked. So they have a first, second, fourth, fifth, but no no third round pick either. So. Signing free agent could be a nice piece for them. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put this over here. All right, well, uh, hold on. Let me go over to Theo. Theo, you're live. Yeah, what's up, Smitty? Um, what up, bro? So, for me, I'm... Uh, Tajay Spears is currently, like, the RB15 or 16 uh, consensus in Dynasty. And I'm honestly, uh, I'd be more on him if they did draft a running back to go to Tennessee because then I feel like his ADP would be really good. And we saw it towards the end of the season. Tajay Spears was putting up RB2 numbers, or like not the RB2, but RB2 uh, running back two, yeah, running back two numbers with Derrick Henry. And I feel like he'll still be the RB one if they draft somebody. Yeah, but, but you don't you don't want them to draft somebody good, bro. You just don't. As much as I know you want to be creative with this, he, That's what I'm saying, I don't though. Think anybody's what, as good as Tajay. Yeah, but they they draft Blake Corum. I'm just saying you don't want him to draft any of the top. As I said earlier, the top like one or two guys, which they probably won't because they have too many holes to mess around with using a first or a second. And Travis said that they don't have a third round pick. So they're not gonna they're not gonna draft a good player. It doesn't matter who they draft in the fourth and fifth and sixth rounds. Everybody needs a backup. So at that point, they're drafting Tajay Spears' backup. There's no problem there. But you don't you don't I, I just want to clarify. You don't actually want them to draft Blake Corum, do you? Like you're saying, you prefer um, them to draft a running back. You're telling me you want them to draft a top ranked rookie running back. Like why in the hell would you want that, Theo? I know you tried to explain it, but, like, come on, man. You don't want that. You don't want them to draft a guy that, that other teams toyed around with. This is our starter. This guy's got a future. Like, you don't want you don't want that. I mean, we've seen plenty of coexistent running back duos. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. We've seen... Um, He's such a good value anyway right now. Are you, that, are, are, you that, are you wanting him to drop that much? Like, I mean, that's a little greedy there, Theo. He's already well, what? What I'm running back did you? What dynasty. running? I know, but what running back did you just say in dynasty? You're seeing him as twenty five, fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's climbed to fifteen. I, I I know you're seeing that data, but I would love. I would love to let the data kind of marinate for a bit, bro. I don't know if he's going to be on running keep, back on keep trade cut. He's 40. okay. Okay, great. Good for that site. But I'm telling you, I feel like Theo. You don't want him going to a freaking uh, situation where there's a guy that's supposed to be the full time every down guy. It's, it's it's not a that's not what you want. I'm telling you right now. I'll decide for you. I don't want you. To, I don't want I you to endure that. I don't. I don't want you to endure that. Okay. Um, what else you got, Theo? But I, I'm into him on in redraft for sure. I just yeah. think his ADP is a little too high for Dynasty. Uh huh. What else you got, Theo? What do you think about McCaffrey? McCaffrey, I still have him as a top three, four running back. Um, but he's, it's hard to have him at number one because Eckler was the RB1 in 2022, and then this year we just he fell off dramatically. And lost a bunch of people league so i just i think it's a lot safer to go with Brees gibbs or Bijan. just make sure you diversify is all i'll say theo appreciate you call back if you got another one all right, all right later uh debalt you're live what's up, Eddie? what's up pal hey so uh i i understand uh what deal's saying um uh, but i wouldn't worry about taji like there's no one in this draft that's nowhere near as good as he is. Like, this is not a really good running back draft. But um, I want to I want to kind of go back to CMC in a redraft. Um, 
I would definitely take him at the one. If I'm the one on one, I'm taking him. And I'm kind of riding it to like week five. And I'm seeing what I can get. What I can get from him. if I can. I go to a manager who's, I don't know, one and four, and they have Barkley and say I don't know um, Waddle. Um, I'm gonna approach him. You know, I'm gonna. I, yeah, I don't hate to trade. To something like that. I don't hate to trade midseason approach. Um, I, I, yeah. I still, my advice to anybody and everybody can do what they want. My advice is to make sure you do, you do not do it in multiple leagues or unless you, if you got 10 leagues oh. and do it in a couple, sure. But like CMC yeah. needs to be owned if you have, if you have the 1.1, but if you get the 1.1 again, don't replicate it because it's just too yeah. risky. I mean, Brees Br- Hall was running back three. And he didn't even get used it really at the beginning of the year. Bijan was running back nine, and he was a backup running back in the National Football League. Um, you you yep. got a lot of opportunity to get very good production. And even if you want to go JJ, like that, that's a fantastic approach as well. I would much rather go JJ and CMC than go double CMCs in two different leagues. It's just not something I'm interested in. I want to have CMC, though, in one league as of this moment. That could change depending on how he finishes, you know, on the way out the door. There's only you know, two potential opportunities for him to, to maybe get banged up. I'm still a little confused as to how Shanahan, unless he's just, you know, lying to, to kind of like he's frustrated with the question about the injury or whatever, but he's like, you know, I have no idea that Christian McCaffrey had an issue. It's like, how do you not know your star running backs on the, like coming off the field constantly with a massage gun? He's grimacing and um, they're working, like they're working on his leg. <laughs> it wasn't like he was on the sideline just be like, you know, with the massage gun, just kind of having a good time. He was like, he was, it was like, a, it looked like a serious situation. <laughs> like, I don't know. He, he's, he's pulling through. He's trying to pull through. I mean, yeah, he's he amazing. Got, he is, but do we all know the way the Niners are going to use him, which they should. Yeah, um, but. They, but it's, it's, and it's, it's a longevity. The it's, they run him into the ground. All right, DeBolt, appreciate you. Yeah. Later, bro. Can I do one more thing? Yeah, one yeah. One more thing, real quick, Smitty, if you don't mind, because yeah. I was talking to some of the, the the chat about Dynasty and about my team. Do you mind? And I'm not trying to show up or anything like that, because I I was talking to Blackbeard saying like my team is beyond that. Do you mind giving me a whiteboard real quick and I go through real fast? Yeah. And this is why you this is why you draft what you recommend. So let me know when you're ready. Go ahead. So my quarterback one is C.J. Stroud. Running back one, Brees Hall. Running back two, Jameer Gibbs. Oh, I said. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, appreciate that. Okay. I do. They're amazing. I'll put them right here so everybody can see them. Cookies. Amazing. Thank you. I'll see you in a second. Okay. All right, go ahead. Stroud. All right, so we have Stroud, Brees Hall, Jameer Gibbs, wide receiver. Uh huh. Okay. Jameer Gibbs. And wide receiver one is Debo. Okay. Wide receiver two is Puka. Puka. Wide receiver three. Hmm? Wide receiver three is Tyreek. Tight end is Terry Trey McBride. Flex is CMC. Superflex is Anthony Richardson. And kicker, who cares about kickers? And my bench, I have Hooker, HN, Sharks, Wilson, JSN. All right. No. What what's so, the what's the dilemma? Huh? What's the dilemma here? Because you're 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 this is poor, this is a, a poor man's looking at this team, going, "What are we doing here at the five team league?" <laughs> no, and I get that all the time, <laughs> all uh-huh. the time. But I made I made trades and I drafted well. Like and I had Allen in this team, and on that trade, he won. He definitely won the trade. I traded Josh Allen, Spears, because he has Henry. And, Terry, and, uh, and McLaurin for CMC and Nichan. Now, he definitely won that trade. But the only reason I, I traded Allen was because I traded for Stroud. And all it took was J.D. Reed and second-round pick. So what's, what's the dilemma here? You trying to trade CMC? Like, what's the what's the point of the... No, not at all. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's not all I'm saying. Like, you just got to draft right. Oh, just you know bragging. This is just a right this is just a flex. Okay, I No, gotcha. and I said that for the beginning. I'm not bragging, man. Yeah, okay. I'm well, draft right. You, you, you may want to consider, you know, seeing what you can get for CMC, you know, potentially breaking it up into two players. But, but I mean, you don't even need to. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you could just ride it out. I, I'm, I'm always thinking ahead, so I'll be looking at Hill and CMC, but... 
I mean, you could you could definitely afford to have the wheels fall off on both these guys, win another championship or two, and kind of throw injury to the wind and just say, look, I'm just going to dominate. And then by the time you know you get around to these guys or both of them being gone, you probably have another player or two that you've developed, you know, a Kyron type player that you've added, and you're you're fine. So I would have focused oh, too much. Agree. I'd take a look at it, but I don't know that I'd force anything. So it's a good team, bro. Nice flex. Yeah, I'm trying, All right. I'm trying to trade CMC and Hill right now. It's not happening. All right, thanks, man. All right, letter to Bolt later. Uh, Travis, any final thoughts? Um, yeah, just uh, what do you think of my team? Sometimes we all gotta just show up. It's all right. It's all right. You, look, you, sometimes you want to. You want to. You want to. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta flex sometimes. Do I look? Do I like fat in this dress? <laughs> All right, what uh, what you got, Travis? Oh, I, was just, I was just saying uh, with uh, no, I guess it's probably and we don't know how to answer this, but um, with Henry, do you think he tries to go somewhere where he starts, or do you think he's more willing to go to like a a Houston when they still have a Pierce or a Singletary or? I mean, it would suck for fantasy, but like a Tampa with Rashad White there too, and, and play like a fifty-fifty role. Or a, I don't know how know, much like ability that. he's going to have to like pick and choose. You know, like he's going to have probably at his age with his mileage. It would not be shocking if he had a few offers for sure, but I don't know that he's just going to be able to like. You know, he might have like two or three spots where he can pick. You know. For like the NFL is is not full of teams that need RBs, you know. Like Chicago, sure, you know they could use them. Washington, sure. Uh, New England, no, not if you believe in Stevenson. Arizona, I mean, not really. I mean, Connor's uh, Connor's a uh, a solid. Uh, uh, just making sure he wasn't on the free agent list. Um, You've got uh, you got the Chargers. They're definitely a, a potential spot, I suppose. But I think they try and get younger at the position, not older. But you never know if it's a stopgap measure and they get younger different pieces and they go, you know what, we'll work on that the next year. Let's bring in Henry. Certainly possible. Uh, Giants, um, you know, Barkley. Lee, like, so there's, I think with these bad teams here, there are a, a slew of spots where he could go. But I, I don't know that... Like a Dallas, and they draft somebody. Too. Dallas, could Dallas could be like that. could be that could be a landing spot. Dallas would be interesting. I think Dallas or Buffalo, um, Philly lose. Let's say yeah. Philly loses uh, Swift, and they go after him. If one of those big name teams yeah. brings him in, that's where we start going. Well, wait a minute. I know we're off of Henry, but like ten touchdowns and eight hundred yards, like that's an interesting RB. Right. Doesn't mean you're you're expecting big things all year long, but like. Cody Buster up 10 touchdowns and have a weird, awkward, unbalanced season, maybe. It'd be interesting for sure. I think a team would be crazy not to bring him in and just have him like as a, as a potential. Like Maybe he falls off, maybe he doesn't, but you don't have to pay him. You're not going to have to pay him big, big, crazy money. Yeah, hopefully it's something like that and not, not somewhere like a, like, a, like Tampa so, so where they want another runner on top of it. Yeah. White, not just kill his value or something like that. All right, Travis. We'll see you later. I'll be up. Yeah, Dynasty tonight. Maybe uh, I'll do Dynasty and Rumble. And then I don't know if I can do another one. I might try and do a draft show as well, but we'll see. All right, later, Travis. Appreciate you. All right, tonight's going to be a short show. We're going to do just the hour tonight um, because I will be back on the Dynasty channel. Um, Just so you know, I have Rumble now. I'm on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash the fantasy football show. I'm not sure if I have that. Um, in the in the description of this video and all the descriptions, if 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 I do, let me see here if I can. Where's my where's my Rumble? Here it is. So subscribe to me on Rumble or follow me on Rumble. Uh, just drop that link right there. But it's also right here, Rumble.com/slash/TheFantasyFootballShow, just like YouTube.com/slash/TheFantasyFootballShow. Don't forget that we're live on the Dynasty channel pretty much every night around midnight-ish, you know, roughly somewhere around there, youtube.com slash dynastyfantasyfootball. That link is in the description of this video and every video, and I'll drop that link right 
this very second Dynasty Channel link is right here. We'll be talking probably Tajay Spears, I imagine. And uh, on Rumble, we'll come up with a different topic on Rumble so we don't just regurgitate the same topic. But I do want to talk Dynasty Tajay Spears tonight on the Dynasty Channel, among other potential running backs. I'll see you all over there. Appreciate you. Um, thank you, Perps, for dropping the Super Chat uh, earlier, the $20 hauler, Perps to the freaking moon. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. And I don't think we have any, I don't have any Tajay Spears animations, but we will play the Moon Man list on the way out, which Tajay is on. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. So yeah, am I staying here on YouTube? Of course, I mean, bro, nothing changes on YouTube. We're we're I'm live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm live at graveyard shifts at least three or four times a week here on um, on YouTube. Nothing changes. We're just dominating Rumble. That's what changes. Anything changes. We're dominating Rumble. That's what's happening. I'll see you all later. <laughs>